Society has a structure for retirement that you work for 40 plus years and then at the age of 65, you get to retire and live off of those expenses. But there are holes in that narrative that continue to pop up. But one of the biggest gaping holes in that societal plan is that what if something happens to you when you're retired? The idea of holding everything off and putting it on hold until you hit that 65 or that 67 or however age you feel is going to be a good age for you to retire, why do you have to put everything off? So that's why we have a new retirement model. We have a new approach that will help you to not feel like you have to put everything on hold. So our guest who joins us in this episode is an author and entrepreneur with a focus in finance. He and his team have built a thriving wealth management enterprise where he oversees more than $1.4 billion of client assets and leads a team of more than 40 advisors and staff. Our guest has been ranked among the top 10 regional advisors under the age of 40 by the On the Wall Street magazine. Our guest who joins us for this episode of Ditch the Job is none other than Chip Munn. Chip, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate you having me. Chip, it is a pleasure to have you on Ditch the Job, and I do feel like retirement is that big thing people think about, and it's the reason why people do uh, try to stick it out for 40-plus years at the same job, even if they don't like the work that they're doing. So can you talk a little bit about your thoughts on retirement, like you were following the traditional path, and when you realized that this wasn't right? Sure. So... uh Given a little bit about my personal history, when I graduated from college, I was an elementary ed major. So I, I'm really good at science projects and, and making you know the uh, volcano bubble. I color really well and uh, went out and began my career as a school teacher. So I was a sixth grade teacher. And about halfway through, one of the things that I noticed was that I was just miserable. I didn't enjoy my job at all. And when you're a school teacher, one of the things that you have to do is about midway through the year, you have to give the school an idea of whether or not you're coming back. So I'm first year teacher, uh, you know, right after Christmas and I'm driving to work and realize that, yeah, I, I could do almost anything and make the same amount of money and, and be happier. So I decided I wasn't going to go back. And when I did, word kind of got around the school that to, to some and I had a lot of folks in their 40s come to me and say, you know, I wish I could do what you're doing. Um, you know, I only have 10 years left or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm already 15 years in towards my pension. And I don't know about you, Mark, but most of the people that I've ever seen that talk about how long they've been in or how much longer they have left are incarcerated. And so it definitely validated for me my decision to leave. So, after doing that, ended up uh, taking a job as a, a financial advisor. And over the years, one of the things that I've found is that most people plan to retire at some certain age. There's no real reason why they picked it. It's usually what their friends are doing. You know, uh, all my friends are, are thinking they're going to retire at 62, or it's when their parents retired. And what I found was that there were a lot of people in our industry encourages you to save. That's what we're supposed to do, right? Is to, to put away for a rainy day. 
But what I found was that a lot of my clients, the closer they got to actually retiring, the less they really, if they liked their job, the less they really wanted to do it. And what had happened was they deferred, kind of like you were saying, all these opportunities to take trips, uh, go on vacation, spend time with their family. They, they kind of gave all that up to be able to retire by this certain age. And the closer they got, the less they actually wanted it. And so they weren't happy uh, because they were uh, really kind of deferring a lot of things. And yeah, I did some research early on uh, on the happiest and healthiest countries and found that, uh, that we in America uh, ranked lower than a lot of other places. And so I wanted to do some research to see what, um, what other countries were doing differently. And turns out they were working less every year by about 220 hours a year. It's just working a little while longer. And so I, I came to believe that it was time for us to make a shift in how we planned for retirement so that we could take advantage of today. And I love how Chip gave us both perspectives because this the job, the heavy focus here is that you don't like your job, you want to get out of it. Some people, they love their job, they just want a bigger role. But Chip doesn't just talk about the people who, I got 10 years left and then I get this retirement. That, that's like a 10-year trap. Like You got to think of some other way to make money. It's not like a job is the only way to make money. But then you have the people who love their job and they just want to keep on putting the work. But then you make a lot of sacrifices, you cut down on travel, you cut down on these things. And I get that you have to make sacrifices to achieve a level of success, but there is a balance. And I feel like a lot of people sacrifice the short term, like travel and stuff like that, because they think they're going to get it all in the long term. But as Chip mentioned, some people, they don't want to leave. So they never really put themselves in that position. So for people who, whether you really enjoy your job and you just want to keep working or you feel like you're stuck in a job you don't like, how do we have that healthy balance between showing up, putting in the work and doing the things that we would normally put off? So I would say the first thing is don't work in a job that you don't like, period. It is uh, inconvenient to make a change, it's incredibly scary a lot of times, but I, I think, Mark, that one of the things that you spend a lot of time talking to people about is how you can kind of dig your well before you're thirsty, whether it's a side hustle or some other, uh, a part-time thing that could expand. I think that it's important to really pay attention to that. It's, but the worst thing that anybody can do is stay in a place every day where they're unhappy. We spend entirely too much time at work, uh, I think that that's the most important thing is, is first to be honest with yourself. You know, when I was a school teacher, I loved kids. I didn't, and I liked teaching. I didn't like teaching little kids. And I think that for a lot of people, we convince ourselves that we want to keep a certain lifestyle right now and that the only way to do it is to stay in this job that we have. But I've seen people who have uh, left their job to become um, and, and did a part-time thing for a while and eventually it became a full-time job. I have a, a guy I know that was a barista who now owns a, uh, a phone repair shop and does great, but he started it on the side in his kind of spare time and now he does that. I know people who have done uh, full-time, for example, a full-time marketing director who eventually decided she didn't enjoy 
going into that particular job and convince her boss to pay her half of what she was making for half of the hours, but she got to work from home and she was able to build out her own agency from there. So I think one of the biggest things is just accepting that you're not stuck. That, that looking at it differently, I think is, is really the first thing that anybody needs to do. That, that this isn't a, uh, we're just not there anymore, where you're gonna work 20 or 30 years, get a gold watch and a pension. Just doesn't work that way anymore. And so I think that by most people want to retire to live the life that they want. So my suggestion, one of the things that we talk about in the book is kind of flipping that on its head and saying, I want to build the life that I want now. So that that way I can begin to enjoy it now. And then I don't feel like I have to be in this hurry to quit working because there are a lot of people who get a lot out of work. You know, we're at, at this point, we're doing your job right now. And I can tell that you enjoy it. And so the notion that you need to hurry up, it's not a race to get to some place where you don't get to do it. The only reason that you want to do that is because you don't like what you're doing to begin with. And so I think that's kind of step one is figuring out that you're not stuck and beginning the process of deciding what it is you'd want life to be like now rather than what it would be like at 60 or 65. And starting is something on the side. That's a great way to validate some concepts. If you have a business idea, if you want a certain like clothing line or product to be the thing that brings in your income, you're able to test that stuff on the side while still having the safety of a job. That's the best way to go about leaving your job behind because you're not doing an all or nothing type of risk. It's something you build up and then it's an easier transition from job into your full-time work. And that's not for everyone. Some people really do love their jobs, but that transition from starting a side hustle to turning it into your full-time, that's something that a lot of people should consider. So for people who maybe they're starting their side hustle, how would you suggest we build that up and then make that full transition. So the first thing you're going to want to do, if you're given any consideration to letting go, it's a little bit like uh, I equate it to Tarzan swinging through the jungle, right? You don't want to let go of one vine before you grab on to the next one. And, and I think that what we're encouraging people to do is to begin the process of building that next vine. We're not waiting on it to come. We're talking about actually building it. And so the first thing you're going to want is you're going to need to feel secure that, you know, most people have fixed expenses. And so having an emergency fund is going to be important. Um, then the second thing I believe is really kind of designing, writing out what it is that you want um, your life and your job to be like. What, what does it mean to you every day? And then you work backwards into the numbers of it, how much money you need to make and those kinds of things are secondary to because what you don't want to do, uh, they say that uh, starting your own business, uh, if you don't set the business up right, it's uh, getting a job with uh, a terrible boss and it's you, right? You're working for a crazy person who hasn't really thought out kind of how they want to run it. So figuring out what what you want the job, the company, the career to be like is step one. And then saving up enough money, you know, the, the purpose of having a side hustle and to have 
and to still keep your regular job is to be able to build up that stability so you've got a little bit of runway to make a full-time transition. I think your point of uh, using the side hustle time to validate ideas and to figure out what it is that people will buy from you is a, uh, is a really good one because I think that, you know, ultimately you don't want to go out of the frying pan into the fire. If you've got a good steady job, you don't want to quit it for a side hustle that, that you haven't validated, that you haven't made sure, number one, that you were going to be happy, and number two, that you're going to be able to make enough money um, to only then, you know, you don't want to leave a job to start your own just to have to go back and find a job again. Mm -hmm. So I, I do think that validating makes an awful lot of sense. And that just goes further because the validation, I did cover that before, but Chip really gave the why there. So many people, they leave their job because they think they have the next big idea, but only to realize that this is going to take a lot more time and I have to get back to my job to keep paying all my living expenses. So Chip mentions the fixed expenses. You do have to know your numbers if you want to make a big move like ditching your job. And for people who they want to get out of their jobs and have this retirement lifestyle, what financial advice would you have for people? Because I know it's different for like each person, but I feel like there's a general bracket and I'm wondering if you see that as true and what advice you would give. Sure. So first you want to have, you know, a rule of thumb and advice, right? Is that you want to have three to six months set aside for that, kind of runway. Yeah, an important thing to remember is that is three to six months of your expenses, not of what you've been making. So for some people, uh, there can be a, a pretty big difference. So if you've been putting money into a 401k or a health savings account, those are, are not necessarily your living expenses. So you want to have a, a pretty um, broad, you know, the thing is, the more that you do that, the better you're able to weather the storm because starting a new business is not easy. The other thing is don't feel like you have to go at it full speed. This is, it can very well be a transitional um, phase where, where you do some of both or you can, you know, a lot of folks Mark that I talk to are worried about doing their own thing because they're afraid that, um, you know, being a small business as compared to having a salary, feels scary to them. But if you have multiple clients or multiple streams of income, uh, it's a whole lot less dangerous to me to be fired by a client or to have one client kind of complete work and still have five or six or 10 other ones than it is just to get let go from your job. You know, we're, we're recording this now at a time where there's a lot of uncertainty. Yep. And so, um, there have been plenty of people in the millions who have been uh, let go from or, or furloughed or whatever from their job, and they've seen the risk of having only one uh, employer stream of income. And I think that having multiple streams of income is definitely something that is advisable as you're starting to look out into, into starting your own thing. You want to be careful. There are all kinds of individualized things with tax considerations and that kind of stuff that folks mm -hmm. can look into. And I definitely would encourage them uh, as you're doing this, most people don't consult a financial advisor when they're thinking about these 
these kinds of things. These are usually the kinds of things we kind of think about and maybe even daydream about on our own. Uh, but I definitely would encourage folks to to consult a financial advisor on their specific situations, but you definitely want to have enough runway. And you also uh, want to make sure that you are uh, not looking at it as an all or nothing kind of situation. I think that's the problem with retirement, right? As you and I have talked about, is that, that people treat it as an all or nothing, black or white. I'm either going to work or I'm retired. There, there's a big spectrum in between. Chip brings up such a great point, having multiple streams of income because <laughs> it's just more security. It's more real security because people think a job is very secure in terms of income, but you do look at something that's happened like now and obviously like based on the events that are happening now, could you really have predicted it? No, but it's not like people weren't going to get laid off from other stuff. This is just something that has affected the entire economy. We're talking about the coronavirus, so I don't want to say this, and, but uh, the coronavirus has really had an impact on the economy, but there were people getting laid off in 2019, 2018, 2017 beforehand. So I think it's just a wake-up call for people to really build up multiple streams of income. We do talk about that more on Side Hustle Paradise, which is my new blog and also inspired by that virtual event. So you guys may want to check that out. We'll throw it in the show notes. Do you, Chip, have any places you want us to go so we can keep following your working journey? Sure. Uh, the easiest way to follow me is just to go to my personal website, chipmun.com, and that's C-H-I-P-M-U-N-N.com, like chipmunk, okay? And um, you know, all of my stuff, I've got a, uh, a couple of podcasts. Uh, I've got the book, uh, but all of them are available and easy to find. Just go to my website. We'll have all those links down in the show notes for easy referencing. Chip, thank you so much for joining us on Ditch the Job. It was a pleasure to have you here today. It was great to be here, Mark. Thank you.